0: Hi, everyone. This is Tom Miller, editor of Solar Review Magazine, and today I'm joined by Baywa RE Solar System CEO, Boaz Soifer. Thanks for coming on the podcast today, Boaz. Thanks for having me, Tom. So today I want to touch base really briefly about the summit that Baywa hosted last week. We call these the, the our business leadership summits, and it's the fourth or fifth year we've held this event. Do you remember? It's getting up there. I think fifth. Fifth.
1: I think fifth. Yeah, it's hard to... Separate them at this point, right?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm wondering. Can you give me a brief overview of what these events are all about and what we're hoping to achieve with them?
1: Yeah. So, so our business leadership summit um, invites our closer customers to a retreat in New Mexico. We did do it at SPI in Orange County um, or in Anaheim one year, but every other year has been in New Mexico, Mm -hmm. and the purpose is. Um, not to focus so much on technical training and um, things like that, that um, are available at other dealer conferences or the NABSEP conference and um, kind of it's out there, but to really um, give business um, focus Mm -hmm. to the event. So so we have a number of kind of classroom style sessions. We have um, some panels. We have Um, a lot of opportunity for our customers to network with each other. And mostly they're talking about, here are the challenges I'm facing in my business. Um, And that can be about people practices or um, strategy or sales and marketing or um, accounting and finance management, Um, as opposed to everything being about the latest um, NEC compliance issue or um, or those kinds of technical topics. Those do come up because those do create business pressure for people, but the focus is really more on business health. And that really ties into our core values and our strategy and our culture where you know we're trying to run um, the healthiest business we can so that we can form really close partnerships with our customers. And um, that means we want them to be healthy too, and, and have access to the resources they need.
0: Right. Can you describe that customer segment? Who are, who are these contractors that are attending?
1: It's actually a really, um, there, there's not one profile. There's a, a really broad cross section. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think we invite our top hundred or our top 150 or something like that by volume. But within that there are, um, small operations who are very loyal to us, you know, um, contractors installing um, a couple of residential jobs a week. Um, that's a great customer for us. Right. Um, and then we have um, contractors who are, um, um, I guess we'd say, multi regional or super regional, meaning they're in three, four, five, six states. And uh, those guys are obviously installing a lot more systems. And then we have some specialty commercial contractors, people that are really focused on developing um, a toolkit um, for uh, the the commercial uh, market segment, and where they're really focused on um, long sales cycle opportunities that come with a completely different set of issues. So uh, those, I guess, would, would be the three main categories, but within that, there's every kind of Variety.
0: Yeah.
1: And they're from all over the country. We had uh, people from Maine, from Alaska, uh, Massachusetts, um, you know, pretty far away. And then, of course, a lot of customers from the Southwest and California come. Yeah,
0: there's a lot of diversity. So I saw you in a number of the breakout sessions and I know you took some notes. Can you tell us what some of the topics were this year for the breakouts um, and maybe the panels and, you know, what did you learn um, or what jumped out uh, for you as particularly valuable?
1: Yeah, you might need to help me with this a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think we had five classes. Right. um, and. Uh, the, the topics were people practices, which is really, you know, employee engagement mm-hmm. and, and culture and things like that. Um, we had one on sales, which was about um, selling value and understanding the value you create for customers. Right. Uh, we had one on digital marketing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we had uh, finance, and really cash flow management. Yep. And um, We had a systems one with
0: Jan Rippengale.
1: Yeah, thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, And and systems was about um, uh, processes and software systems. So we had a couple of people show up for those classes thinking we were talking about PV systems, Mm -hmm. but no, we were were talking about business systems, um, which is a great topic. Um, And then there were uh, we had a keynote address, which was great from the chief product officer of a company called Ubiquity Mm -hmm. here in Los Alamos, um, and and they're developing solar technology that. I assume we're going to see in the mainstream in five years or ten years this technology called quantum dots, which was super sci-fi and and really interesting to learn about. Um, and then we had two um, two sessions. One was a panel on energy storage, and one was a um, a, a two-person facilitated discussion about um, how to be successful in uh, commercial PV.
0: Yeah,
1: and I think that was pretty much the whole agenda. And then we yeah. had one, one-on-one meetings available with vendors also.
0: Right. So during the, during the sessions or the panels, you know, did, did you have any specific takeaways you wanted to share? Anything jump out at you?
1: There was, there was like a great takeaway or two from every session. Right. And, and that's what I love about this kind of format. Um, so, so some of my big ones, and, and this is, you know, really relevant for, um, for our business too, right? It, it wasn't just interesting theoretically, but stuff that I took away and were applying. One was in the people practices session. There was a model about coaching shared, um, and it was a cycle uh, where action, reflection, insight, and choice go in a loop. Hmm. So we talk about coaching a lot, but it's pretty vague. Like we say, we need to get better at coaching, or this individual contributor could really use some coaching. But what does that actually mean? Um, And and I I really like the framework that when you're coaching, you can be talking with somebody about what action they took, reflecting on that action, gaining insight from the reflection, and then making a different choice. Hmm. And if you're having weekly one-on-one meetings, then you can come right back to the same topic the next week, right? Based on this new choice you made, what action did you take? What do you reflect? What, you know, what's your take on it? Mm-hmm. Uh, what insight do you get from reflecting on it? What new choice are you going to make? And it creates this iterative kind of coaching mm-hmm. model that's super accessible. So i um, starting to talk about that internally already.
0: Yeah, and, that, and that's just to clarify, and that's for the person being coached and for the coach as well, it sounds like. It's an iterative process for both of those parties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can see it that way, sure. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Did you have any other takeaways?
1: Um, so Carol Neslund, who is the general manager um, for the Americas for Enphase um, in a previous career, she's now a, a consultant and, and leadership, you know, kind of ex- executive yeah. um, trainer. Um, she talked about um, sales and creating value in a way that I think is really overlooked a lot. Um, so So when we sell something at a specific price, um, we're communicating that the value of the thing that we're selling plus whatever services we're packaging for that or with that are worth that price. And when we try to um, sell at a higher price than that product and services are worth, we don't succeed. And if we get sucked into a, a price war, um, then we're, we're undermining the value of the product and the service that we're offering and we're creating an iniquity. Um, between the the value that we're creating and the price at which it's being offered. So connecting price and value, I think, is critical. Um, And and getting out of of the cycle of always competing on price is critical. Um, And one, one aspect of that that Carol talked about was knowing your customer. And I like to think of ourselves as relatively sophisticated. Um, (laughs) You know, we we spend a lot of time trying to improve and and thinking about um, how we can do better and how we can be more um, effective. Um, And still there's room for us to improve in knowing our customer. Um, So uh, the combination of understanding exactly how you create value and what that value is worth and knowing your target customer should be. And um, a- and that includes knowing that they will value this value that you're creating um, is really critical. And as, as businesses need to become more efficient, um, and as they digitally transform and, you know, all this other stuff, um, having those two pillars kind of underpin uh, the sales approach, um, I think is really important. Um, and I think we can do a better job of Knowing exactly who our customer is and making sure the right person on our team is in front of that opportunity at the right time with the right information, creating value, building a partnership um, and not getting sucked into um, having to be super reactive to um, whoever happens to be calling or um or, or whoever happens to be in a particular geography. I think we can be picky, mm-hmm. and, and I think it's healthy for us to be picky. Mm-hmm. But I think those were my, probably my, my two biggest takeaways.
0: Yeah. That that whole idea of thinking about your value and what you're offering and being reflective is one of the things that we're trying to do with these uh, business leadership summits is give opportunities for the executives or the owners of these businesses to take a step back from the actual day-to-day running of their business, come to these offsite locations and, uh, decompress and, and be able to think about, um, their business in a different way. And it sounds like you've, you've even been able to do that while you were there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well put, um, it is a retreat and it, our, our goal is that everyone leave with some insight that they can take back to their business and, and make some improvement, um, that ultimately is more rewarding for them. So yeah, I absolutely get a lot out of it. Mm-hmm.
0: Along those lines, after spending two days with this group of Baywa RE customers, you know, what's your take on where solar contractors are at, at least based on on this sample? You know, what's top of mind for them? Can you can you give me the lay of the land from their perspective and how 2020, uh, 2020 or I should say 2019, is shaping up?
1: Sure. Um, I mean, it's a, a really big topic, so maybe I can just share a couple of snippets. Sure. Um, so, In general, my sense was that our customers are confident. Um, There's some complexity that we've all predicted coming at them, right? Technical complexity has now increased. Energy storage is a topic for everybody. And um, how we interact with utilities as an industry or as a solar technology also is starting to become more of a topic um, as utilities have a variety of different strategies from um, trying to prevent renewables from being installed in their territories to owning renewables themselves to partnering with contractors. Um, And then we have energy storage as a distributed resource um, that that creates value for the utility, not just for the homeowner. So those complexities are increasing, but what I see is contractors more and more are up for it. Um, they they have over the past few years they've navigated, you know, like a 60% drop in price. They've navigated waves of competition in all forms. They've navigated uh, policy changes. They've navigated incentive changes. And even though the rate of change isn't letting up, the the overall confidence that contractors have to weather the storm, I feel is increasing, hmm. um, and, and so so I'm seeing and, and little examples of that are. A few years ago, I would hear contractors be really concerned about being able to get enough leads and buying leads, and now they're thinking more about um, a diverse. Um, customer acquisition portfolio where they're buying some leads and they're generating some leads organically and they're mm-hmm. using referrals and they're on social media and they have like a um, a petri dish of leads instead of being reliant on one uh, possibly unreliable source three or four years ago. Same with financing, I'm seeing a more more of a diverse um, approach to financing where where contractors aren't leaning on a single partner, but they're able to use different tools in different situations. Um, most contractors are not anticipating big growth this year. I think, um, you, you know, we didn't, we didn't survey um, contractors opinions at this event, um, but it, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of the energy Sage survey that just came out mm-hmm. um, where um, it seemed like overall contractors were confident that they're going to see growth this year and it's not going to be radical growth, yeah. right? 20% growth I think is really healthy and and um, uh, manageable. Uh, there are a few contractors out there thinking 100% or 200% growth and um, that's great too. We'll see what happens. Um, but um, yeah, in general, it seems rational. It seems like right. uh, contractors are, are making... Um, smarter and calmer decisions, even as the solar industry um, is chaotic all around them. Yeah.
0: Positive news. That's good. That's good to hear.
1: Yeah, it's great to see.
0: Okay. Um, final question for you today. Um, during your summit wrap up, you asked very candidly, uh, to the, the attendees, you know, for feedback, you know, how, how did BayWa do? What can we do better? How can we improve? Um, can you share some of that feedback, you know, what was good, what worked well, what didn't work so well, what were folks reactions to this year's summit?
1: Um, yeah, so, so I asked that specifically because of Carol's talk about um, knowing your customer and understanding how you create value and it, it's just really interesting to me that we can get wrapped up in thinking we create value in a certain way and then um, and then ask our customers and find out it's something totally different so so Carol's example of that was a contractor that for years focused on the aesthetics of PV and and they were just concerned with selling the nicest looking, Modules that they could sell, and that's how they differentiated from hmm. their competition. Um, and then they surveyed their customers and found that 80% of them didn't really care what the appearance looked like. They adjusted their sales process, their procurement strategy, and started growing their business um, much more easily because um, their value proposition actually matched what their customers valued. So hmm. that was a great example for us, you know, being efficient and Um, And having kind of a, you know, for the last year, we were talking about growing up the company and growing up the industry. Mm. And um, we were talking about not tripping over the same problems over and over again, but finding ways to solve them. So even as the company grows, making sure that the processes that underpin the company really work well and are really healthy and um, resilient. And I had been thinking that we create value for our customers by having Really good processes, so that we're predictable and reliable and accurate and um, all that kind of stuff. Uh-huh. And those things do create value. But what all of our customers that responded to my question about how do we create value for you didn't say anything about efficiency or our processes being great. What <laughs> um, they they all. Um, said some version of "We really experience BeWa Ari as a partner, and um, and we don't have that experience with other suppliers." And I loved one quote um, from from a customer of ours um, who came from the Virgin Islands, hmm. um, who said that our um, that that partnering with us was like having a flashlight in front of them in a dark room, hmm. um, and that that what they relied on us for was giving them insight into. What's happening three months from now and six months from now and 12 months from now in the industry? So um, tariffs um, and how those might impact uh, not just price but also supply um, and um, manufacture product roadmaps um, and and what kinds of changes are going to come up that might affect component compatibility and NEC code changes and which states are adopting new um, regulations, when, so that um, product choices could be made differently. All those kind of forward-looking things um, were really what that particular customer valued that we provide for them. Hmm. Um, and then, yeah, other versions of partnership were, were uh, really a sense of um, we are looking out for each other, that Baywa RE really cares about the success of the entrepreneur and the success of their company and um, goes um, in depth to promote that success. Uh, So uh, we're happy when we have an opportunity to talk with one of our customers about um, employee engagement at their company and what they're doing and what they're struggling with. And maybe we can offer some advice or a program that we've tried that might work for them. Um, or um, if they're if they're talking about growth really straining cash flow um, and um, helping them understand what KPIs they could be looking at on their balance sheet to manage that more carefully. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where our customers are really experiencing us creating value. And it's really gratifying to hear that. Because, of course, maybe I've been a little um, process obsessed for the last few years, but as an organization, we're obviously investing in, our um, customers' health and well-being, and they're appreciating it. Um, and it's kind of liberating to me to think that um, all we have to do is care, mm. right? And the and the rest falls into place. And if if and and we do, we have an incredibly caring team. Our sales team is fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. uh, our our um, sales directors are fantastic. Daniel, our chief commercial officer, is fantastic, and they all love being in front of customers um, with the intent of supporting uh, the customer. So it's a, it's a gift, right, yeah. to, to maybe stop worrying about process so much and just care more. <laughs> or, um, or that the, the process that.
0: is working so well, you know, what's behind the curtain is so smooth that they don't even notice it and they just focus on those other things.
1: It, it, that that could be i mean i think we we are doing very well yeah and um, we we always have room to improve uh but um yes when when we give inventory information it's accurate when we give price information it's accurate um, we have fast responses we have great um uh customer service and logistics yeah. and you know if something goes wrong we have great support team for that yeah so we don't want yes, to stop focusing um,
0: on those things
1: right right, right. <laughs> uh, um and I, I think there is a connection, right? Yeah. Our, our culture is so, um, is really robust yeah. and, and our culture is really built on clear communication and development, um, you know, helping people develop. And, um, I think that's what our customers are experiencing, um, through our people and through our processes is our culture and, and our values. So um, I think it does all come together, but I'm excited to shift my focus to, um, focusing on, on the caring, um, yeah. even more. Yeah.
0: Good. Good takeaways for you from the
1: summit. Absolutely. Any hope is great. Any hope for next year? Um, so, so we just released the survey to get some feedback, so I don't want to, um, um, make Muddy too many waters. assumptions about how I would change it. Mm-hmm. Um, but but one thing that I'd like to do is is continue figuring out how to engage more of our customers in this event. And if we can't get them to show up, then maybe we do need to, um, uh, and, and don't get me wrong, a lot of great customers show up, yeah. but it's also really difficult, especially from the East Coast, to to make the trip, right? Uh, it's, it's just challenging. Yeah. So uh, maybe we want to make video feeds available. Um, maybe we want to um, do some other things to, um, help more of our customers participate. And um, I think that's my my main thought for next year is this is incredible content and the opportunity to network is really highly valued. So how do we amplify that? Um, and uh, yeah, other than that, the vendors um, did a great job showing up. I, um, I, I got great verbal feedback about the content and the kind of choose your own adventure Mm -hmm. method we used this this year for people to choose which classes they wanted to take and in what order um so no i think we'll just be building on that great
0: okay well that's all we have the time for today thanks so much Boaz. appreciate it
1: awesome thank you tom
0: all right talk later